Good morning. It's so good to see all of you today. If you are a visitor, please make sure you fill out the um, card or the tablet and welcome to New Hope. We are so glad to have you. I have a few of our GA friends that's going to help me make some announcements, so pay close attention to this part because there's some good information that you guys need to know. Um, we are starting with um, the Sims Barbecue is next Saturday, and if you need a ride, um, we will be taking the church van, so please call the church office, and we will get all of that scheduled and situated for you. Um, I'm sure it is going to be a fantastic time. Um, who can miss barbecue and square dancing, right? Today, the Honduras bags are due. We were missing about 20 last week, so we really need those Honduras bags to come in, please, 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 if you took one of those bags, bring that back today. If someone is not at the church when you bring it by, just put it on the bench outside the Hope Center, and we will get those delivered to be um, sent off tomorrow. And finally, um, oh, sorry, I have one more, and then the girls. Um, Christmas in Earl is coming up, so if you have not signed up for a spot, there are a few things still available for you to um, help with. So there is a sign-up sheet right outside the church office. Please sign up to do that. I think it's going to be a fantastic time, and if all of the members of the church can participate, it'll be a great service opportunity to our community. Each week as a GA, we say our pledge that we will do our best to live a missions lifestyle that honors God by learning about missions, praying for missions, giving to missions, doing missions, and participating in the work of the church. We are asking for your help as we carry out that this pledge during the month of November by donating canned food items for our church's food closet. There will be a food box at each store to help collect food, or you can give it to a GA. Thank you for your support. These young ladies um, also wanted to say our morning prayer for us, so they're going to take turns praying. Um, if you will um, go to the Lord in prayer with them, please. Lord, I pray for the Honduras missions bag. The, I pray for the food drive. And I pray for everybody. Just have an amazing week wherever you are at home, if you're at work, and if you're at school. Lord, I pray for Israel and for the worship service today, that that would be good. And I pray that you help those who need you who are in need of your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Praise the Lord. Have you had a good day today? What? Yeah. Did you have a good right? That's better. A little more convincing there. Oh my goodness. We have had a, a good morning in the Lord. I, I pray that, that you have. And uh, just to be in the house of the Lord, man, it's a beautiful day. It's been a beautiful weekend. Got a beautiful week coming up. And, uh, you know, we, we, we thought that summertime was over, but he's going to give us another glimpse of it this, this week, it looks like. Uh, but, but we're okay with that, whatever he wants to do. He's God and he can do as he pleases. Doesn't really matter what we think or what we want, he's going to do it anyway, right? And uh, so today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Well, this week, uh, of course, was, uh, was Halloween, was last week, and and uh, so, when was that, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, whenever it was, it was on the 31st, so anyway, that night, uh, the grandkids came over to the house, and, and uh, I took them out in the neighborhood on the golf cart, and we went trick-or-treating, but man, the, 
the, it was just tons and tons of people. It was, it was crazy. I mean, cars were lined up bumper to bumper down the street, down Limestone Street and, and College Drive and Gaffney. And, and there were hundreds of people out uh, trick-or-treating. And the children, they were, they were just hopping over from door to door, you know, leapfrogging over from house to house, doing the little trick-or-treat thing. And so they all had a good time. It was a, it was a good night, a fun night. But on our route that, that we took uh, coming, going down College Drive, going towards the college, we were going down, the, of course, the, the right side of the road, and, and about halfway down, there's a little park there, a little community park there. It's got a fountain there. It's a beautiful, small little corner lot, and they put a nice little park there. But as we were approaching that, there was a, there was a, a man standing out there on the corner right behind the uh, the the fountain, and he had a megaphone and a and a flip chart, and he was preaching the gospel. He was preaching the gospel. Wow! The people were riding by and walking by. In the midst of the theme that was going on that night, of course, the spirit of God was right there being proclaimed. Amen. I made the comment to Brett, my son-in-law, I said, all these houses, dozens and dozens and dozens of homes were giving out free candy. But this man, he was giving out free access to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Praise God. Folks, that's something everybody needs. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Is the power of the Holy Spirit and the, the working of the Holy Spirit and, and being grounded in, and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. And, and so the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And He's recognized as a person of the Trinity. And, and, and we oftentimes, uh, not thinking about it, we're talking about the Holy Spirit and says, well, it will do this or it will do that. Well, folks, it's, it, it'd be like, it'd be like, me calling, telling my wife, you know, it's going to do that or it's going to do that. The Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a person of God. Recognized, again, as God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Paul in his writings to the Corinthians said, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the, Lord, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, is there's freedom. John wrote, in his gospel, I saw the Spirit coming down from heaven as a dove and remained on Jesus. John continues to write in his gospel, uh, leading up to uh, just prior to Jesus' uh, departure from this earth. We, we look at, that's found in, in, in John 14, John 13, though kind of leads us up into that moment. And, and we see there in John chapter 13 where, where Jesus washes His disciples' feet. He, he predicted his, that He would be betrayed. And then He also uh, predicted Peter's denial. And so He was preparing the disciples that, for His departure. He was telling them that, that He was going to leave. Not very soon, he was going to be leaving them and they would be on their own to carry out the ministry that he put in place. 
As you might imagine, this brought quite a concern to the disciples. And John chapter 14 opens up by beginning uh, chapter 14 by, by, by comforting the disciples. He tells them, let not your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. He's telling them, take comfort, it's going to be okay. And he goes on to tell them in that passage that he says, I'm going away, but I'm going away to build you a home. I'm going, I'm going away to build you an eternal home. Much better, much greater, and much nicer than any home that can ever be built in this land, on this earth. He says, I'm going to heaven to build you an eternal home. And he says, if I go and build it for you, I, I'm not going to leave it empty for you. I'm going to come back and get you. I'm going to come back and take you to be with me where I am. And he makes that promise to the disciples. But he tells them, he says, I've got to go away to make this happen. But in the meantime, I'm going to, or God is going to send my replacement back. He's going to send an advocate back on my behalf for you. And that advocate, that person is the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is going to, is going to lead, guide, and direct you and, and help you through this life. He's going to give you direction. He's going to help you in times of trouble. He's going to encourage you in times of discouragement. He's going to be what you need in this life. He goes on, John does, as he writes in John chapter 14. If you want to turn there this morning, we, we, we find him, again, just letting the, the disciples know, trying to comfort them that, that he's looking out for them. He's not going to leave them in this land by themselves. And folks, if we're in Christ, He's not going to leave us in this land by ourselves either. Because when we accept Christ, the Holy Spirit is implanted within us to be that person for us, to help us through this life. In John chapter 14, uh, verse 15 and following, Jesus says, If you love me, Keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. And listen to how many times in verse 17 He references the Holy Spirit. He says in verse 17, The Spirit of truth, the world cannot accept Him, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, and He lives within you and we'll be with you. Six times in that one passage. He says, I'll not leave you as an orphan. I'm not going to leave you down here by yourself. He says, I will come to get you. I will come to get you. Folks, I've made a handout this morning that, that's uh, got some scripture that I'm using this morning. There's going to be a, a good bit of scripture, so... Uh, there's some at both tables if you want to get them. If you didn't pick one up on the way in, you can pick them up on the way out. But this passage here, again, he, he continues on in verse 25. And he says, All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, who is the Advocate, says? The Holy Spirit. Now who's going to send Him? The Father is going to send Him in my name will teach you all things. And will remind you of everything I've said to you. 
You know, when we talk about reading Scripture and hiding Scripture in our heart and being able to recall Scripture in times of need, that's the Holy Spirit working in our life to enable us to, to fall back and lean upon God's Word. And he says here, the Holy Spirit is going to teach us the things that, 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 that we need to know in Christ and help us through life. We just finished up a study on, on Sunday nights about the Holy Spirit. And, and, and looking at that study, we found that, that Scripture describes the Holy Spirit in, in personal terms again. He is our advocate. He's our helper. He intercedes for us. He comforts us. He encourages us. He convicts us. You know those times when we know we've done wrong? Or we might not should have done that? That's the Holy Spirit. Or when we think about doing something, ah, oh, nobody will know. Nobody will find out. You see, that's the Holy Spirit prompting you and questioning you if you should really do that or not. See, a lot of times in life, we override the, the work of the Holy Spirit, don't we? Because our fleshly desires want it more than we want to yield to God. But nevertheless, the Holy Spirit convicts us, it says. He teaches us. He directs us. He, he empowers us. He is our counselor in this world. Anything that we're facing in this world God can use Scripture and the Holy Spirit to, to, to guide us through that situation and through that circumstance. The Holy Spirit can exp express emotions and has emotions. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Ephesians 5, uh, chapter 4, verse 29. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Has anybody been guilty of that this week, maybe? Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful, helpful for building others up according to their needs. That is, that it may benefit those who, le who listen. Folks, we're instructed right there not to tear people down, but to build people up. To use words of encouragement for our children, for our grandchildren, for our spouse, for our friends, for our co-workers, for our church family. It's about building each other up. So do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. And here it is. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve. Do, do not make the Holy Spirit sad with your actions, with your words, with your uh, motivations, with your attitudes. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. We're going to look at that word sealed for the day of redemption here in just a minute. But here the, the, in Ephesians, Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul referred to the characteristics of, of, the, of what it means to be led by the Holy Spirit. He goes on in, in Galatians and, and describes the, the fruit of the Spirit. We did a study on that earlier in the year. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Let me ask you this morning, are those, is the fruit of that Spirit being played out and lived out in your life? 
Are you demonstrating love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control? Do we see that? Do other people see that as part of who we are? The Holy Spirit also, again, being one that, that is active in our lives, we see that He, that he acts decisively in Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13, verse 2, it says, While they were worshiping the, the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, The Holy Spirit told them, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. How many of you have ever been on a mission trip? You get that nudging in your spirit, I need to go. I need to go. I just feel the, 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 the compulsion to go. And that's the Holy Spirit. The, the first mission trip I went on, I didn't go the year before because I, I really wanted to go, but I thought I can't do anything. I mean, I, I can't lay block, I can't preach, I can't teach, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do, you know. And so I went through a list and, and said, you know, there's really nothing for me to do on the mission field. But you see, that wasn't God's timing. That was something I kind of wanted to do because it was a new initiative at the, you know, at the church at the time. But the next year, oh, the next year, You see, the next year, I, I learned that I could learn to lay block Honduran style. Okay, it may not be, it may not have met all the job specs for the U.S., but we had a good time. As far as I know, they're still the buildings are still standing down there. I found out that that I could go door to door, even not speaking Spanish but with a translator. I learned that I could, I could feed the kids a hungry, when they were hungry, they showed up for a meal. I, I, I found out that, man, when they came running, when the little kids came running to you, all you had to do was animal sucker, and they were happy. Candy in the name of the Lord, right? But you see that, they let them know that, that we love them. You see, it was that prompting that, that I knew that year that, that I was supposed to go on that mission trip. Changed my life. And I will tell you, when I walked off that plane, she said, you're a different man. but it was in God's timing. And God compelled me to go that, that year. And it changed my life. It said that he had set apart and Sar Paul and Sarnabas, <laughs> Barnabas and Saul for a, 
for a special purpose. See, I still can't talk. <laughs> still can't speak English. We were talking about how the, how the Holy Spirit has emotions. If you look on through Acts and Acts chapter 15, verse 28 and 29, it says, It seemed good to the Holy Spirit. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit. And to us, not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. You are to abstain from food, sacrifice to idols, from blood, and for the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. You will do well to avoid these things. But it said there, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 and 11, it says, Now to each one of the manifestations of the Spirit is given for the common good. All of these are to work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one. Just as He's determined. He's called some of us to preach, some to teach, some to encourage. He's called some of us to give. And so we all have a special gift or talent from God that the Holy Spirit implants into us when we're saved. You say, but I don't have one. Yeah, you do. We all do. Another one of the Holy Spirit's primary objectives is to, is to bring salvation. He, he convicts people. He convicts us of our sin. What I just mentioned a minute ago, He shows people their sinfulness and how, how, how sinful they are, not compared to each other, because we might stand up okay against each other, but, but how do we look in the eyes of God compared to God? I said we might look pretty good comparing to each other, but not to God. Because God is perfect and holy and sinless in every way. And we're sinful in every way. I'll share with you a number of passages that, that support this idea. In John chapter 3, verse 5 through 7, Jesus, Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and what? The Spirit. Flesh gives birth to the flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to the Holy Spirit. You see, we've got to be saved and, and have the Holy Spirit in order to gain entrance into, the, into heaven. In Titus chapter 3, verse 5, it says, He saved us not because of the righteous things we've done, because of His, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by what? By the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 16, verse 7 and 8. But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send Him to you. And when He comes, He will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. Now, that's his way of saying he's going to convict the world to, so that the world will know what is right, what is wrong. Looking at our world today, I think we've missed that, haven't we? Because everything wrong seems to be right in this world and, and, and right seems to be wrong. The whole world's tur turned upside down, isn't it? In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says, For we are all baptized 
by one Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free. And we're all given the one Spirit. We're all given the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit only happens once. It only needs to happen once. And that happens at the moment of your salvation. The moment you receive Christ, the Holy Spirit comes upon you. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, it says, And so you also were included when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, here it is, when you believed, you were marked with Him with a seal, the promise, Holy Spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to be praised of His glory. You see that that term's marked in Him with a seal. In ancient days, the government officials or leaders of the the day, they they had rings, okay? This is a college ring, but but they would have a, a ring. It would have their name, maybe initials inscribed on it, and probably a a special uh, symbol that recognized as their symbol, okay? And today we might identify that as a notary stamp, okay? The notary stamp has the person's uh, name and date and all that kind of stuff on it. So when they put that stamp on it, the notary says, yes, I've looked at it, I've I've witnessed it, and this is an official document now that can go on record saying you can use this in a court of law. Well, the same idea was there with this insignia ring uh, where they would, the, the ruler would, would take this ring and he would dip it in hot wax and he would fold the letter over and stamp it and seal that hot wax to the letter and seal it closed. And on that seal it would have his name or, or his little uh, emblem or symbol that, that recognized him as the one who sealed it. That seal indicated uh, its authenticity, its ownership, and its security. Because if that seal is broken, again, we know that that somebody's been into it. It was proof that it came from the official and it made that document authentic. It made it official and, and able to be entered into the court documents. The Holy Spirit is the seal of our salvation. The Holy Spirit guarantees a a future blessing. He he makes our future inheritance a promise from God. The Holy Spirit is putting His seal, His stamp on it to saying, this is coming your way one day, I promise. What He says is when When you accept Christ as your Savior, the King of kings marks you with an an imprint of Himself. And again, that that seal is the Holy Spirit and He stamps us with His image guaranteeing that we are His children that He will redeem us one day. Folks, what wonderful assurance that is. Sometimes we might ask, "Well, well, if I have the Holy Spirit, why do I still struggle with sin? Why do I still have this addiction? 
Remember the Bible says that nobody's righteous. Nobody's good in it. That our hearts are deceitful. Our hearts are, are, are desperately wicked, the Bible says. You might be saying, well, that's kind of harsh. That's kind of harsh, Pastor. You're calling me wicked and, and deceitful. No, I'm not. God is. <laughs> and what's worse is we can't do anything about it. We can't fix it on our own. We can't make it better. Because of Adam and Eve and because of them, because of their sin, we're born in sin and will always struggle with it. But it is because of the Holy Spirit that we can, that we can rise above the sin and rise above the addictions in our life. We find in the Bible the phrase being filled with the Holy Spirit probably 15 or 16 times. And the, the idea is, a, a think about a sailboat or a, a ship with big sails in them. And, and the idea is the, the wind blowing and, and filling up these sails and pushing the boat in the direction it needs to go. For believers to be filled with the Spirit means the Holy Spirit is filled us and blowing, leading us and, and taking us in the direction we need to go. There are four ways that we can receive the, the, the filling of the Holy Spirit or, or, or renewal of the Holy Spirit. And, and that is through God's Word. It says that it's a lamp unto our feet. And so let me ask you this morning, is your lamp out or is it on? Is it off or is it on? Or, are, are you in God's Word? Are you, are you allowing God's Word to speak and, and minister to you? The other way is through prayer. The Old Testament, the New Testament, they're, they're filled with, with God's mighty work as a result of prayer. We see Him calling down fire from heaven. We see Him raising people from, dead, from the dead, feeding the 5,000. You know, the, the, the water's parting. Also get it through the church. We see in Acts chapter 2 where the, the Spirit's action is, in, is at work in the church. It says they were devoting themselves to teaching and fellowship and prayer. And then fourth is obedience. Simply being obedient to God. Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians, don't quench the Spirit. Don't squelch the Spirit. Don't don't put a lid on it. Let Him have free reign in your life. In other words, we're to live out God's Word in our life. You see, the Holy Spirit is not just the, 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 the power or, or our engine that gets it going. It's also the, the wheels that put it in motion. <clears throat> I was thinking about this this weekend. and <clears throat> I was thinking about our annual car show that we have out here. And... If you haven't been, you got to come. It's an awesome day. It's a wonderful day, and uh, there are you know nearly a hundred different cars out here. There's all kind of makes, models, shapes, colors, you name it. It's out there, and uh, they they have uh, uh, different size engines in them. You know, different size cars are just old, new. You, it's just amazing to see how the, the the look and the styles of the cars have changed over the years. But they will, the owners of these cars will at various times, they'll, they'll crank them up. 
You know, and, and even where Sonny at, he gets on there and, all right, gentlemen, start your engines. And that whole parking lot fires their engine up, you know, and they rev the engine up. You hear, you know, whole, the whole church building is rattling. Before and after that time, one car will, will pick up, you know, start his engine up and I say, in, in essence, to say, come look at mine. Come check out my car. Come listen to my engine. You know, and so they'll turn that car on and off, you know, throughout the, the day and, and, and then they just wait. They just wait. They wait for Noah Anderson. They wait for Noah Anderson to fire up the flying wedge, the drag car, you know, the drag racing car, because they know when he turns that engine over, man, it just rumbles, you know, and, and the, 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 the rumbling just echoes down the road, down the streets of Earl. Doesn't it? Everybody know the flying wedge is on fire. <laughs> The power of the wedge is not questioned, is it? You see, when we're trying to do things in our own power, we're like those people before the wedge cranks up. Come look at my car. Come look at my little car. Come look at my little, my little strength, my little power. But when the Holy Spirit goes to work within us and works in us and through us, we can stand amazed and stand in awe at His mighty power, what He can do in and through us when we're surrendered and, and allow Him to work through us. His mighty power rumbles down wherever we go, wherever we've been, where people say, look at the power of the Holy Spirit. Look what God did. Look what God did. You remember the man preaching in the park? He was preaching the gospel, giving out free access to the Holy Spirit. Ephesians tells us, for it is by grace that you've been saved through faith. And it's nothing you can do by yourself. There's nothing you can do in your own strength, in your own power. Because you see, our power isn't great enough to overcome all our sinfulness, waywardness, and rebellion. He goes on to say that, that our salvation is a free gift. And, and, and with that salvation is the free gift of the Holy Spirit that's placed inside of us. To guide us and help us in life. And you can have Him guiding your life too when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because you see, at that moment, He will give you the Holy Spirit. He is God's free gift to, to everyone who received Jesus and allow Him to do that mighty work in your life. Or maybe today, <clears throat> maybe today you need that fresh feeling. Maybe you need to be renewed and, and revived today. Perhaps that comes through a closer walk with Him by, by spending time in His Word as we, as we mentioned earlier or, or, or spending time in prayer or, or in fellowship with believers. Or, or maybe it's simply knowing what God's Word says and doing it. How is God calling you today? 
throughout the last hour as you've heard the prayers, if you've heard the songs, if you've heard, as you've heard the message, what has the Holy Spirit spoken to you about? What does the Holy Spirit want you to do today? We're going to sing our, our hymn of invitation, Wonderful, Merciful Savior. And during that time, I just pray that, that you would spend moment, a moment of time with the Holy Spirit and answering the call that He's placed on your life, on your heart for this moment in time. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank You for the Holy Spirit. For it is Him that keeps us in line, that lets us know when we're veering off the path. It, it's Him right now that lets us know we're off the path. It's Him right now that lets us know we need to get back on the path. It's Him right now that lets us know we need Jesus. It's Him right now that lets us know that we need a, a deeper relationship with the Lord Jesus. Father, as you have spoken to us this morning, may we respond to you in a way that's pleasing to you. For you are the one we desire. You are the one we want to please. Hear our prayers, Lord. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. i uh -huh.